Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. Hey again, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm glad you're here with me tonight. We're just going to sit back and have you listen while I talk for a little while. You know, I was approached recently by someone who said, hey, what are some things that I just need to have in my list of preps? What are some items or some things I need to have on my mind to think about? And mainly, what are the kinds of things that might go scarce in the event of a national crisis or some sort of natural disaster? Well, I got to thinking about that, and I thought, well, you know, I wonder if I could come up with a list of some things. I mean, and I think there's going to be some obvious choices, but I think for a lot of our newer ones or some of ones that have been out of the practice of prepping for a while and they're trying to get back into it, maybe something on this list is something that you need to think about. Maybe you've forgotten it or just need to re-up on some things. So I'm going to jump right in here, and these are in no particular order of importance. This is just a list that I sat down that I wrote, and I'll just elaborate, so we'll just start right off. Some of the top things that will become scarcer once a national disaster takes place. Of course, first of all, I'm hoping that doesn't happen. But in the event that it does, these are going to be the things you need to think about. Firearms and everything having to do with firearms, the ammunition, the kits to keep them clean, and the proper training for firearms. And in this list, I'm going to also include weapons of other descriptions, such as knives, axes, clubs, bats, bow and arrow or crossbow or compound bow, slingshots, machetes, that sort of thing. So basically looking at weaponry and protection in firearms and other weaponry. Another thing to think about would be your type of container for water. Uh, Recently, Mark and I talked about water storage. And a mistake that can be made is sometimes the use or the reuse of an old milk container or some sort of a cheap gallon jug. And that plastic is not designed to last long term. In fact, because of environmental insistence, many of these lower grade jugs are actually created to be more biodegradable. So we're going to say that in the case of containing and storing water, go with your hard plastic, the plastic that has uh, either soda or tea in it at one time, and you can reuse it when it's a clean or something glass because that's going to hold water better. And you also need to think about how you're going to purify that water. Something else to think about, there's several of you that have infants, newborns, or very, very young babies. So you're going to think about formula and diapers, ointments, medications for babies. Those kinds of things can become very scarce. And when you need them, you need them. Something else would be over-the-counter medications. Aspirin, pain relief, cough suppressants, flu treatments, cold treatments, every kind of medication that you could possibly purchase over the counter at a drugstore, think about what you're going to need. Those things may go in short supply. 
Also, you need to think about your fuel. Other than gasoline, think about propane and think about lantern fuel. It's also known as Coleman fuel. Anything that you could use as lantern oil. And while you're thinking about your lanterns, make sure that you have plenty of mantles to use in those lanterns. Mantles can actually sell out quicker than lanterns. And speaking of fuel, gasoline, kerosene, and the proper storage of those types of items, you're definitely going to want some of that safely contained near or around your home. Also, coffee, tea, and hard liquor. These are some beverages that are going to go in very, very short supply because that's the type of thing that has a very high demand. So be thinking about your stores in that way. Also, hard copy books. I mean, think about it. If we're in the middle of a national disaster, we may be in the middle of a power down situation or a no internet situation. You're going to need to be able to read something that doesn't require a battery or a charger. So you're going to need to look at your supply of books, the condition of those books, the subject matter of those books. You and the people you love are going to be reading some books. And while you're thinking about books, also think about keeping a journal. If we're dealing with a historic event of some sort, having these journals, these eyewitness accounts of different types of things happening all over the country can be extremely valuable history one day. Who knows? The words you write down may wind up published somewhere. Oh, also think about spices and condiments, the types of things that you're going to use to flavor your food. You know, it's one thing to store a lot of rice and beans. I like rice, I like beans. But if I don't have any salt, garlic, pepper, onion salt, or uh, mustards and ketchups and things like that, my food's not going to taste very good, and I guarantee you yours won't either. So think about some of your spices and condiments to flavor your food. If we're in a national disaster situation, we may be grid down for a while. So how are we going to entertain ourselves if we've got no power, no internet? We may need to return to things like board games, puzzles, sets of cards, dice, poker chips, you know, that types of thing where you can have game night. And it's a game night that's like an old school game night. Believe it or not, that kind of thing is very good for mental health. If nothing else, a great distractor against whatever issues you're facing in a disaster. Bicycles. Good old-fashioned bicycles and tricycles. These are the types of things that people want to hop on a bike and be able to ride around. Well, think about it. If you don't have one, you might want to get one fishing supplies anything that you can possibly think of that will help you catch a fish rods reels fishing line lures bait all the types of things that are required for fishing if you're near a well-stocked lake or a pond that very well could be a food supply for you so definitely look into your fishing supplies a good old-fashioned bible Whatever translation you like, I think having the Bible along with some of your other books is going to be an extremely valuable, if not the most valuable book you can have by your side. Read that Bible. Take those words to heart. Memorize that scripture. Pray. Read your Bible. Also have a goodly supply of all sorts of plastic bags, sizable bags, trash size bags, maybe even larger. Because there's a million uses for trash bags. And in a situation where we have a disaster, you will probably find a million uses for all sorts of plastic trash bags.
Seasoned firewood is an extremely important item to have. If you're going to have to rely on yourself to burn wood for a fire, remember that drying wood for a fire can take anywhere from 6 to 12 months. So you need to start thinking about stocking your firewood yesterday, so to speak. Get that firewood chopped, get it in the dry, keep it covered, and let it season. Because that's the type of thing that is going to sell out at the hardware stores that offer it. So you may have to have your own supply. Also, make sure that you've got some good working kitchen tools, your can openers, your cookware, and particularly cast iron cookware. You may be cooking on a grill or an outdoor camp stove, and cast iron is really going to be the long-term way to go. It's the best bang for the buck, and make sure that you've got a good selection of can openers. You know, don't rely on just one. You do that, and then when that one breaks, well, then what have you got? So you're going to need to stock up on a few things, can openers, utensils, forks. You can even purchase metal plates and dinnerware like that. So if you were where you had to travel or that kind of thing, you can have plates that don't break. And speaking of preparing meals, another item to keep in stock would be a grill, a cook stove, camp stove, some type of a way to be able to prepare food. If you don't have access to any kind of gas cooking or electric cooking, you may have to be doing some outdoor grilling. And so make sure that you've got a good working grill or a camp stove that's at your disposal. Now, turning a page, we're going to look at hygiene. Personal hygiene, soaps, body wash, shampoo, shaving cream, feminine products, toilet paper, and anything for skin care, which would be including also any type of an SPF sunscreen, sunblock, the types of things that you need, you know, to take care of your body. Uh, you're going to want to stock up on any kind of personal hygiene products that you or anyone in your household is going to need. While you're thinking about that, Also think about dental health. You do want to have some toothbrushes and toothpaste, but you also want to have floss and even pick up some of those dental picks. You can actually purchase some dental tools that you can use. Dental health is going to be an extremely important area if you're going to be in a grid-down situation for, say, a couple of years or more. So you want to take really good care of your teeth. Also clothing. Seasonal clothing, particularly in the winter months. Remember to clothe yourself in layers. Think about your thermal underwear stock and also any footwear, socks, things like that, and any types of ways to hand wash these items. There are washboards and there are tubs with plunger-type cylinders that people use to actually do manual-powered washing and, of course, good old-fashioned clothesline drying. You want to take care of the clothes that you have. Let's think about your pets for a moment. If you've got dogs, cats, llamas, horses, pigs, chickens, whatever you've got that's an animal that you take care of, you're going to need to think about their needs in a national disaster situation. If they require a certain amount of feed and a certain amount of care, you're going to need to prep for your pets. You have to because they're depending on you every single day. So definitely look at your pet food and pet care preps. Make certain that they are up to speed as well. Thinking about your own personal nutrition, Beyond the canned food and the bagged rice and beans, think about your vitamins, any of the herbal supplements, 
any of the over-the-counter probiotics and prebiotics that are very important as well. Mineral supplements, that sort of thing. Make sure that your nutrition is well supplemented. Keep that going. Be on good supplements now and stay on good supplements later. Sanitation is going to be a huge subject in a grid down or a disaster situation. You may want to see what there is in the way of compostable or portable toilets, other types of toilet seats that can actually be crafted out of some plastic chairs. There's a lot of information online about grid down situations for the sanitation. Uh, You know, we're all going to go, so we've got to think about what's the plan when that happens. Also, something else you want to make sure you've got good stores in would be tarps, T-A-R-P-S, tarps. The types of things that you can place under a tent, for example, or over a paracord rope to create a shelter. Tarps are just invaluable and can be very versatile for many, many uses. Also, any kind of a camping tent. And along with that, you'd make sure that you have plenty of twine, plenty of tent stakes, Also, in your tool chest, you're going to want a lot of nails, hammers, screws, wrenches, pliers, rope. Anything in the tool and tarp area is a good, good, good prep to have on hand. You're going to find you'll use it all the time. And one of the ones that rounded out my list would be insect repellent. You know, some of our national disasters may take place during hurricane season, which is generally a very warm, summery type. And after a hurricane, the mosquitoes come, and they come with a vengeance. And you need to think about mosquito control and other insect uh, repelling. So make sure that you've got some skin-safe insect repellent. And I'm going to throw one other item in on this list as a bonus, and that is to consider having a generator. If you're going to stay bugged in into your home, your apartment, your dwelling, your camper, wherever it is you live, Make sure that you've got some kind of a generator that can at least power up your refrigerator, your freezer, your television, those types of things, when you're in a power-down situation. Make certain that you are very compliant with the safe use of the generator that you purchase. There are some safeguards that must be practiced in order for everyone to be safe using a generator and for the electricians that may also be doing repairs during a storm or a weather situation. So, I would be very interested in your feedback. So, if you go back over this podcast and and check off this list, email me and, and give me some more ideas of maybe some areas that we can also add to our prep list to keep us all safe and healthy and happy. Share this podcast with your friends. We're growing and we want to keep growing. And you're the ones that are helping share the message of Practical Prepping Podcast. We call it the P3. So, Mark and I are extremely happy that all of you are listening and that you're reaching out to us. You're giving us some really great feedback. Listen, we're just regular folks like you. We're just sharing some of the good ideas that have come our way, and we're really interested in your good ideas. So share them with us, won't you? Hey, listen, stuff happens. Stay prepared. And you know what? Mark and I will see you next time. You can reach us on Facebook at Practical Prepping. You can email us at info at practicalprepping.info. And our website is practicalprepping.info. And remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared.